Hello and welcome to Broken Spines at the End of the World, the podcast where we're still talking about books. Today we're doing another title reading recommendations. Um, I was going to say video, but no, no video, thank God. <laughs> Just the audio. You've been spared. Um, so another. That, are you saying I'm not pretty today? I was talking about myself. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so t the card we're discussing today, or the card that we're like linking our books to, is uh, the Nine of Swords that Sarah so graciously pulled from her deck of cards. Yes, I'm sure it looked very graciously when I did that. I, that's how I do all my things, with lots of grace. So elegant. Um, we both went in a slightly different direction. Like I chose books based on the keywords, which are anxiety, worry, fear, depression, nightmares. And Sarah, you did something else. Something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I read up on the card because let's face it, I don't really know the cards that well, so I always have to do some reading. And the Nine of Swords stands for um, sorrow turning into wisdom, acceptance, um, a moment of agony, uh, not necessarily your own, but maybe also someone you love or someone close to you. And then I read on what the Nine of Swords stands for in the advice position. And it says that it stands for the confrontation of your fear of being alone. Mm -hmm. And acknowledging the different limits that you put on yourself because of that fear. Also, how you lower your standards in the name of safety. And I found that aspect very interesting. So while I was standing in front of my bookshelves, convinced that I don't own any books and I've never read any books, uh, because I just could not, for the life of me, think of any to recommend. Um, I focused on that part, like mm -hmm. the, the fear of being alone and how that can really lead you in very different directions. Yeah. So I tried to choose my books based on that. For me, it was easier to like go with the anxiety and the worrying and the depression and the nightmares and stuff. I don't know what that says about us. I think we'll just draw our own conclusions. <laughs> Ouch, but okay. <laughs> okay. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Uh, I'll start. Okay. Uh, so let's see. The first book that I chose is basically, I think the main character would do well drawing this card for himself and taking the advice um, to let go of your fears. and. Like it says in where I read about it, it says it's it might be time to cut your losses and to recognize how much energy you've sacrificed into something that does not fulfill you, mm -hmm. just in the name of safety. So the first book I chose is The Ten Loves of Nishino by Hiromi Kawakami. Okay. Have you read that one? No. No. I, I wasn't love how sure you anymore. still like believe in me. 
that I've read all of these books. <laughs> no, but I was sure you've read one of them, but maybe not, maybe not that one. Um, anyway, the main character is Mr. Nishino, and his life is told to us through 10 different sets of eyes. Um, we never get his perspective, we always get an outside perspective um, of 10 people who love him or he loves them. Mm-hmm. But I remember reading this book and with every point of view that I got, I was like, yeah, but that's not, he's not really in love. He's not really loving this person as this person. There was always something slightly different. And when I got to the end, I was really sad because I was convinced that even though we get to see his 10 loves, he's never actually loved anybody or really truly been loved as who he is, definitely never both at the same time. Mm -hmm. So going with the theme of uh, being afraid of being alone, a lot of his, these loves of his felt that way. Like he is in it more for the safety of not being by himself. Mm -hmm. Like, because it's just safer to be with someone else than to be alone. Um, It feels to me like this, this card would be great advice for him because I do believe that if you don't know how to be by yourself, you'll never be truly able to love somebody else mm-hmm. or to receive love from someone else because you will just tend too much to just mold into whoever they want you to be Yeah, because you don't truly know who you are. And also vice versa. I believe that if you are unable to, to give love to someone or to receive their love you probably just don't really know who you are and you would really benefit from some time by yourself learning to love yourself is important yes and he has neglected that and then he died Ooh, spoilers but anyway (laughs) it is a great book just fyi do read it it is hiromi kawakami has great writing style um, she manages to just pull me in with every one of the books I read about by her. Um, you t- also, they're tiny. Like, it's about 150 pages, 160. And it's very engaging in the way that you see all these different people looking at this same person mm-hmm. and what they see. That does sound really cool. It is really, really cool. Like, especially because he never like gets to explain stuff you only get the outside perspective like Mm -hmm. that's really interesting Mm -hmm. I have one with a lot of a lot of characters uh I just finished it like the other week it's catch 22 oh it's the one with all of the colored tabs I guess we're gonna hear lots about that in the wrap-up too Yeah, I'm not going to go too deep into this. I'm just going to explain why it matches the theme or why I think it matches the theme. So I'm going with the fear and the worrying side of this card. And I think it like fits perfectly with the main character of this book, whose name is Jessarian. He's a a bomber. So he releases the bombs in the planes. Uh, This takes place during the Second World War. He's stationed on a fictional, I think, island off the Italian coast. And 
he is convinced that he is going to die. Like absolutely convinced that he's going to die. Like at some point he he actually says, I don't want to fly anymore. And like his his commander asks, but why? You're a soldier. There's a war going on. And he's like, yeah, I know. They're all trying to kill me. And his commander goes, they're not trying to kill you. They're trying to kill everyone. <laughs> and I mean, needless to say, this whole book is satire. So like every single sentence, you have to like look at it twice to figure out like how they really mean what they're saying. But Jazarian's just slowly going insane. He's trying to get away from that place because they keep raising the amount of flights that they need to do. There's this guy who, um, like he flew the required amount of flights. So he was scheduled to go home. And then he started having nightmares because he had to leave and he didn't know when he was going to leave so he was kind of sort of stuck in a limbo and then they raised the amount of flights required and his nightmare stopped because now he could just go back to flying and that was something he knew Mm -hmm. like that returns a couple of times throughout the book because every single time he reaches the required amount gets nightmares the amount gets raised it's not him being afraid of being alone but it is him settling in what he knows because he's afraid of the unknown that could be otherwise like it's not within his choice here but it's Mm -hmm. within the theme it fits quite well oh yeah there are several characters in this book who fit the theme but I mean it's easier to talk about the main character (laughs) But they're all crazy there, so. Catch-22 has been on my shelf for a bit now. I grabbed it once somewhere. Yeah, same. Because I knew it was a modern classic, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really know a lot about what it is about. I knew that it's satire, I knew that it was war novel, but I didn't know that it was focusing so much on the mental health issue or like the mental health side of combat so that sounds very interesting my next book is quite heavy on the mental health as well actually um i again went with the aspect of the fear of loneliness mm-hmm. and with this one it's actually in the title um i read the german translation it's originally in japanese um there's also an english translation out there in english it's called my lesbian experience with loneliness okay and it's a manga by Kabi Nagata, sorry. And it's an autobiographical manga. So oh. it is just her story. And Oh, go someone... on, it's a cat. It's a cat. <laughs> someone entered the room and I had to wait if there's like kids' voices asking questions no. soon. But it's a cat and I well, do not get to see the cat. Where is the cat? And the cat is under the desk right now. I want to make, but she can't hear me. She she can't hear you. (laughs) Anyway, Kat, back to my book. Um, It's an autobiographical manga um, by Nagata uh, about herself, obviously. 
um, when she finally lets go of her comfort zone and ventures out to explore who she is, um, when she finally acknowledges to herself that she is a lesbian and she wants to experience her sexuality. So she goes out to find a prostitute. Mm-hmm. And it is not always entirely easy to read because it's very comical mm-hmm. the portrayal of her experiences but it's also very honest and often very sad because um, she also suffers clearly suffers from some sort of depression so her mental health takes up a bit chunk of the plot as well mm-hmm. which makes it very raw and like gripping yeah. Um, her relationship with her mother is pretty tense and twisted most of the time. And that gives, and she gives that like without a filter, which I think is incredibly brave because I would imagine her mother probably reading this because she seems very invested in her professional future. Mm-hmm. So she just put the whole truth out there and for anybody including there's the cat hi cat <laughs> why she's so cute she's just standing slap bang in front of the camera <laughs> anyway um so yeah nagata put the whole truth out into the internet because this was a uh online a web manga first i think cool so i don't know if her mom read it or not but it must have been a weird experience for the mom to read it. I'll say that much. Um, yeah, but apart from her sexuality, she also goes out of her comfort zone of like a reliable job. Uh, she gives up on her office job and follows her passion of being a manga artist, which obviously was a good decision because um, the manga, when it came out, it hit the internet pretty hard and she got some awards for it as well. So clearly that wasn't a good decision. Mm-hmm. Um, she's written at least two other books in the meantime, because I have both of them and I've read them and they're very, very good. Um, so yeah, the fear of ending up alone is a big issue for her, together with the fear of failure and the fear of abandoning or of being abandoned by her parents because she's gay, because she's an artist because she's not what they expected her to become. You know, they I think they were just really hoping for her to be a straight office worker who does not suffer from depression, but that's just not how the world works. Um, so she struggles a lot throughout the book with all the needs that she feels mm-hmm. for her own life and what she wants to accomplish and what she wants to experience. And it's very painful to read, but very beautiful at the same time. I'm always in awe of like people who can, like especially in manga form or like a comic book or graphic novel, like relay those emotions, not just through text, but also through like drawings. Mm-hmm. I find that something really, really special because I have no talent <laughs> for drawing like whatsoever. No, me neither. Sadly. Like I can copy things and that's it. Like 
I can't like draw something like from the top of my head or something. I mean, that's that's one part. Yeah, she's very good at portraying the emotions through the images as well. And I really like her drawing style. Um, what really hit me with this one, though, was how she's very honest. Like she's not trying to make herself into um, the shining underdog or anything. She, there's nothing shiny about her whatsoever. Um, and I found that so impressive, like that she just lets go of any sort of ego and just yeah. shows you the truth. That's cool. Yeah, I think that's very rare. Also, the entire manga is white and pink. Like I can okay. show you, I have it here. It's very pretty. <laughs> well, I think it's very pretty. You seem to be in a different opinion. No, it it looks very cute. Like the drawing style is very cute. It is, yeah. The story, not so much. No, well, you can't have everything. <laughs> All right. My second book is The Comfort Book by Matt Haig. Because I thought after talking about people being like depressed and suffering from severe anxiety and stuff and over worrying and you have to lift their moods. <laughs> I thought, why not recommend something that could like help <laughs> instead of push you further down the hole? <laughs> I, I don't I don't understand the concept. <laughs> I only know the pushing. Um I I can't remember when I read this. I thought I think it was like somewhere last year because I, I think thought it was of, autumn last year. Yeah, not that I like, want to talk about your reading, but I'm pretty sure it was autumn last year. No, because I remember like talking about it on the podcast. I picked it up on a whim, like it had like a nice cover. I thought like I liked the colors, and I thought you know why not? Mad Haig. I read. How to Stop Time by him and really liked it. And then we both read the Midnight Library, I think, and didn't like it. Not even a little bit. So I thought, you know, this is like um, little snippets and uh, lists and just thoughts and stuff um, that comforted him during his depression. Sharing and showing your coping mechanism is a very different way of showing your soul. Like instead of telling us your fears or your dreams, you show us your coping mechanism and we will get what kind of person you are. Like we will know you better and more intimately than you telling us about your trauma or just as much. So like every single page I could I would open this on would be like its own little gem I feel like I really like this book I like it more every time I pick it up like from time to time I will just open it up at random and start reading I have dog-eared like half of the pages I feel like so I mean it it does what it says on the tin it is a comfort book and it worked for me like there were several times where I like got emotional because the way he was explaining his like deepest he's been felt so familiar in a way 
like I could recognize that darkness I could recognize those feelings that he was talking about and it just helps to feel not alone I guess <laughs> to feel understood to feel like someone else has been there and like made this beautiful little book like there's just there's a chapter here on how to make toast which is like the most basic thing ever but I get it I, I understand why it's in here because there are days when you're so depressed that you just can't be bothered to make yourself toast mm. even though the act of making something I won't say nourishing because toast's not really nourishing better like, than nothing yeah well to make something for yourself is such an important thing so I get it <laughs> I get why it's in here I can only also see how it's like a nice um reminder mm -hmm. that first of all you're not alone mm -hmm. um like you're not the only one who's been in that darkness and then to also know that this other person that you now know for sure has also been there has also made it out of there at least long enough to write that book yeah exactly well he's very open about his struggles with depression um which i appreciate because I feel like we should all just say how we feel more often. Like we've mm, been conditioned. Definitely. Yeah, we've been conditioned by society to keep that part of ourselves locked up. But that's part of the problem. That you're locking up these feelings instead of letting them out and letting them yes. breathe. And You like... don't share them and then you can never feel like you're not alone. Exactly. So yeah i thought you know in, instead of choosing two books that are depressing why not choose a book that's depressing and then she went the healthy one. way congratulations yeah. <laughs> i <laughs> found very a way proud of you <laughs> i found a way to be positive so yeah i just stood in front of my bookshelves and was like wow uh, i'm I have standing no in front of my bookshelves about. going i really hate this why are we doing this because when we talk like about reading goals or whatever or wrap-ups mm -hmm. that's I can do that but if we try to get recommendations on a topic I'm like I have not read one single book in my entire life <laughs> even the one that I didn't read I don't remember I don't own any books even though I'm staring at like 500 of them right now but I don't <laughs> know what any of them are about they don't have any topics I have nothing. It might be performance anxiety. <laughs> it probably is. Or some other sort of anxiety. I have loads of those. Um, but yeah. I kind of uh, like it though. I do in I... retrospective, but in the process, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> My roommate came in and looked at me and was like, are you okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> the confusion and frustration, I think, was just all over <laughs> my face. Well, I immediately knew that I wanted to talk about like the uh, Joseph Heller book, like Catch-22. Um, and then I was like, hmm, what else? What else is there? Like I have plenty of books with 
people who have some sort of anxiety. But me too, technically, probably because that's the shit I like. But none of that I really thought I wanted to talk about. And then I saw this one and I thought, yeah, that's cool. Then I have like both sides of the coin. So, yeah, very balanced. It's very proud of myself. Very emotionally mature. Yes, I know. Well done. I tried. Well done. (laughs) Well, I think that's it. That's it. If any of you guys have any recommendations for us, if you have a huge bookshelf with uh, filled with books that have no books in them, tell us, please. And otherwise, stay tuned for, I guess, the wrap-ups coming next, because it is almost April. I know. Time <sighs> does fly. Time does fly. No, see, that's a sad note. We're not ending on the sad note. <laughs> time does fly yay it also means it's spring now it's very sunny and very cute so we can read outside you know yes oh i do i read outside so much it also means that in a couple of short weeks sada will be here in belgium (gasps) oh no (laughs) yes once sarah manages to actually book the train tickets (laughs) well we're a step closer procrastinating we are we are we're gonna get there i'm gonna get to belgium somehow anyway stay tuned um for what's to come yes we'll talk to you soon thank you for sticking with us Bye. bye